Oh, dear. Bryce, shut that damn TV off. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> All right. Well, hello and welcome to episode 27 of Oh Dear, presented by Bo's Bar and Stage. This one, this episode, not only sponsored by Hung Yuk Ukrainian Kitchen, it's actually where we are recording our entire episode tonight. Owner Bryce Prasunka, as you could tell, him and Lundy have a, a great relationship already. That was a very nice way to introduce our host, Lund. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, just shut your TV off. Are you going to talk in your microphone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh boy oh no um yeah like bryce has already got me off my game tonight by having that tv on so i mean t- tonight's gonna be a write-off i think we are it's a very cool spot brand new uh we're gonna talk with bryce in a little bit and uh i'm you know being here being in the restaurant of course you're gonna hear a bunch of different background noises and stuff and i know uh, if these guys know, if you know me, it's going to make my butthole pucker a little tighter knowing that I might have to edit out all of this. So uh, if you hear some background noise, we apologize, but I also think it's kind of cool. You just get the full experience of uh, recording on a Monday night in a Ukrainian restaurant. I mean, come on, guys. We're live on location here. Come we're on. We're on location. Oh, yeah. Well, we're live right now. I guess when you're listening, we're not live anymore. <laughs> Man, this whole past tense, present tense thing is just mind boggling. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll get it soon. Yeah, Communal Creative Studios, our home base, uh, unavailable for a couple weeks. Uh, so we're we're here. We're doing the interview. We decided to do the whole episode, and uh, I'm excited for it because I am surrounded by all of my favorites. I'm not talking about you guys. We got sausage. We got pierogies and borscht. It shouldn't have been so funny, but it was. A little bit of layoff between episodes again, um, and because after two years of dodging it, I guess I lost the bet, guys, first one to get COVID, so we, we obviously had to take a little bit of an extra break. Luckily, didn't get very sick. Good news for the rest of you, I'm going to be a real treat tonight because I'm still a little tired and cranky from having COVID. So uh, That's nothing different from <laughs> yeah. the last 26 episodes we recorded. All right, well, you're used to it. So I'm Ted Emmett, joined by... Well, the human version of a pierogi, because he's doughy and always full of potatoes. Dustin Moore, how's it going? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I I think what they say on sports teams now is uh, when they don't have COVID in their ill, the non-COVID illness, I'm just coming off an extremely brutal man cold uh, for about 10 days. But I'm here with you boys, and I'm excited to get some sausage in me. And have something to eat. <laughs> oh, hey, the good news, because we've got the man who puts the hung in hung uke, as in the whole time we're here, his feet hung six inches off the floor. <laughs> Kevin Walsh, how's it going? All right, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> I'm doing great, Ted, thanks. And the man who puts food in his mouth all the time, Ryan Lund, how's it going? Yeah, I did it again today. I had lunch, and then and I think Bryce is going to treat us to a little uh, U- Ukrainian delicacy here at uh, after we're done recording. And uh, no, no coworker Aaron with us tonight, which is ironic. One of the only out of our group who is Ukrainian, and I think she eats pierogies five out of seven days a week. But Andrew Russell, I don't think you can do worse than the last time you were our ad reader. So welcome back. I'm just here for the beer and sausage, Ted. We got my name right, so you're doing better already. I almost didn't get it right. And uh, I guess for the people listening at home, it is, well, week episode two, edition number two of the Andrew Russell Salon, uh, where, of course, you get to do my hair before every episode. Uh, wh- what do we? Ha- what did you do for us tonight? I had this kind of vision in my head of uh, kind of a Dragon Ball Z look, where it was going to be like all straight up and spiked, but your hair is like way too long and way too curly. And I'm actually Luscious, realizing... Yeah. 
hairstyling is way harder than I expected. So shout out to all the hairstylists out there. Uh, mega props. Um, Ted's hair is a real bitch to deal with. That's that's my life every single day. And that's why I'm a 34-year-old who wears a backwards hat everywhere. Plus, hey, I look cool. Hey, nothing wrong with a backwards hat. That's why I said it looks cool. I No, you're... Uh, so this hairstyle... Like you look like you could be in the movie Grease. I was just thinking that. I was actually like Tell I was going more. for Dragon Tell Ball Z. I feel like you'd be a backup dancer in the Grease Lightning song. Oh, he's yeah. he's one leather jacket away from being Grease Lightning. Thank you for the compliments. That's a great <laughs> movie slash musical. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was that good. Like I I I think you could be the next John Travolta though. Yeah, no, thank you, Lund. What's wrong with the movie? Can we get into Get Real right now? Let's get real. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting so, the breeze. So I'll I'll, <laughs> that I'll tell you my I'll tell you my problem with that movie. Is there everyone in that movie is like forty five years old and they're all playing high school it, it kids. It is true. That is so Ted, you would actually fit right in playing a high man. school kid. <laughs> this guy a forty five year old man. Did you like Lord of the Rings, Lund? I, I actually did, yes. And, and did you believe that? I yes, I did. Okay. Okay, I was just wondering. Peter Jackson was a is a magician. All right, all right. Well, let's on move with the on. show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, still in the intro. This man, we're so good at cutting these intros down to make them quicker. But being on location, obviously, Ryan and Riley from Communal Creative Studios have a well deserved episode off from our crap. And a shout out to Ryan, who is uh, now I, hopefully by the time this comes out uh, a little more recovered, but just had his appendix out, uh, which is a, a heck of a way to get a bit of a break. But he. He needed it. Ryan, we wish you the best. I wish there was a, a little bit better way for you to get a couple well-deserved days off. But uh, rest up and we'll see you next episode. And for those keeping score at home, that's Ryan Cooley who had his appendix out. Not Ryan Lund. So I'm fine. I think everyone assumed by the fact that you've talked 12 times already in this episode that you're not the one not here because of appendicitis. Oh, you can still talk with appendicitis, Ted. <laughs> oh, oh. I think we really do need to change gears to a serious note. So let's move in to the GLAD game. The GLAD game is brought to you by Louis Corvo of Warren Sinclair, LLP, a central Alberta law firm dedicated to helping all its clients achieve their business and personal goals. Learn more at warrensinclair.com. Suck it, Aaron. You got somewhere to be? That was lightning fast. Oh, was that too fast? Go grease lightning. (laughs) I was trying to be efficient. I was trying to get caught up after the intro delays. So No, it was great. I could do it in French because Louis is French. Okay. You want Dustin to yell at you in Spanish? All right. So now let's go a little bit serious note here because uh, we have something to be glad about. We talked about this probably right around a year ago and a little bit old news by the time this comes out. But again, with the layoff we had, still want to talk about it and follow up with this because I think we remember a year ago, Red Deer Public Schools, the Board of Trustees voted not to have a dedicated Pride Week and instead do I think was it a diversity week? I think they decided on and obviously upset a lot of people. Kudos to them though because I at least I think we all agreed a mistake was made. They went back, they looked at it and people in leadership positions won't often admit they made a mistake or change a decision because that means admitting making a mistake, but they did. And now Red Deer Public Schools will officially endorse a Pride Week in June. We know kind of, uh, you know, how many people it upset last year when that decision was made. So I just think great to see and, and good on Red Deer Public Schools for uh, for going back and rethinking that and making the right choice. Yeah, I think they got this one right. I think, you know, educate education and awareness to this is should be at the forefront and and making everyone feel comfortable. Um, you know, I look back to when we grew up and not that I ever would say anything to offend anyone, but just some of the words that we just weren't aware were harming some people that that may not 
um, have felt comfortable, you know, coming out and, and, and so having that actual education and awareness nowadays just brings so much more uh, awareness, I guess is probably the right word to, to all these people who, who may be using words or, or different phrases that can be harming people that they, they never would know. So I think they got it right. I wish we had it kind of back in the day and I'm really glad that it's changing for the better and, and for everyone to be able to live comfortably. Like this was such a simple decision for them to make. Like this is a layup. Sure, there's always going to be people, be people that are, are going to be uh, offended or argue on this, but it's 2022. I mean, having a Pride Week is not going to be... <laughs> negatively affecting anyone so about time they actually stepped up and and did it so it is a year too late but at least at least they're doing it now yeah again uh they have an updated policy and they created a, a sexual orientation gender identity and gender expression advisory committee so that's another huge step forward too right is now to have those voices uh, made up of students teachers parents to well advise right and and help move forward with this and yeah so i think that's great yeah, and I agree with you, Ted, that it's great. And and I love that all these different organizations and businesses are have come up with committees and diversity committees and how to move forward with this. But like let's be honest, like be a legit human being here and and who cares who somebody loves or this color of their skin? Like I, I can't I'll never be able to wrap my head around how that affects anyone at any given time. So like take a look in the mirror and and just Try and be a good human being when you leave your house every day and and we'll we'll hopefully get out of this shit storm that that is racism and and sexism and you know everything that goes with that one day and and hopefully in the near future. Yeah, obviously something we, we could talk about a, a little while again. And I know everyone everyone's different, everyone comes from different walks of life. Um, you know, so a lot of people probably aren't happy with that decision, but I think we've got to to move forward and hopefully uh, some more education comes with that. Well, with that, this is kind of neat because we're we're already here. We're already at Hung Yuk, episode sponsor. So we're going to bring in Bryce Prasanka, the owner. Dustin, you're going to lead this interview. I am going to give Bryce my microphone and my spot. So take it away. Thanks, Ted. We're here with local entrepreneur, once first responder here in Red Deer, Bryce Persanka, our newest partner here with Odeer. Bryce, thanks for having us at the restaurant. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thanks for coming out and giving her shit, I guess. Well, let's start from the beginning. Where does Hung Yuk come from and, and how did you get yourself involved in, in Ukrainian cuisine? Well, I can... First, start off with just saying with the cuisine that, as Persanka being the last name, um, come from a Ukrainian family on my dad's side and also on my mom's side. She was a drapaka. So, ever since growing up, it was pierogies and cabbage rolls and just all that fun goodness and smells in the house. So, I grew up with that cooking and, you know, just kind of a love. You know, there's lots of cooking at the fire halls and stuff too. So, I just figured why not now? And honestly, you know, Red Deer Central Alberta doesn't even really have like an authentic, you know, Ukrainian cuisine where it's handmade up from scratch. So that's why I figured, well, why not? Let's, let's start her out and what's there to lose. So that's how we started out. And so, yeah, a lot of recipes and stuff handed down. And of course we got that done and we needed a name. So, uh, when I kind of thought about this, 
you know, if people understand my humor, I sometimes put my foot in my mouth and things like that in the past, but you know, it is what it is. I, I don't have a filter. So yeah, I figured, you know why I'm going to be doing this. So we'll back up just a little bit. I uh, have a girlfriend and she is Hungarian. So I said, absolutely. So Hungarian and Ukrainian and similar, you know, growing up very into, you know, the recipes and traditions and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, Okay, so we can serve a bit of Hungarian food and some Ukrainian food. So now we're on track here. So anyways, but I had this in my brain all along. So if people understand and see, there's a little little fat figure we'll call. His name's Mitro. Yeah, 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 yeah sorry, bud. Sorry, Ted. We got we to gotta go to... So, that, you know, uh, that's uh, Mitro. So uh, Mitro Heshka would be his name. And he has a ring of kubasa on his pants. And that is the Hung Yuk. And that is what came... <laughs> up with the name and as well for the pg version for some people it's hungarian and ukrainian food as well so hung yuk ukrainian kitchen so there you go dustin that's that's how the story in a nutshell is well me lundy and ted we came in you know a couple weeks ago and had lunch for the first time here and the food was fantastic uh but i heard you tell that story to some older ladies that were at the till and they you had them just in stitches so we said we you had to repeat that story here for the podcast and for some of our listeners and it's as good the second time absolutely um there was the first week we were here and my mom of course bob arley and she she helps and my my dad guido sherwin they're helping and so just me and my mom it was early and i was like 11 30 lunch hour starting and there's me talking to this individual and my mom's like bryce like she knows my filter she's like you gotta kind of you know like it's your store kind of thing and reel it in there bryce. was reel it in there was a guy like or sorry a guy a woman a nice gal probably like 75 years old being like come over here where is it is it taped to your leg sit down and she's going and my mom's like Bryce you can't talk like that I'm like it's not me it's this and she comes out and sees this gal and she's just same thing right she's going with it she's just you know embracing whatever it is and it was I was like actually it's taped down to my shin here but just, yeah, so but anyways yeah it's not to offend anybody it's you know it's a play on words but you know it's it's edgy it's it is what it is and yeah. So Bryce, did you draw the what's what's his name again? Mich Micho? Mi Mitro. Mich did you draw Mitro then? I did not draw Mitro, no. No. It's not hard to find. It short looks fat like some people. pretty quality clip art. Yeah, I, yeah. A little bit of quality clip art with some editing, absolutely. You betcha. Um so when did you guys officially open Hung Yuk? And uh, kind of what, what's been the response from the community so far? Well, um, it's been February of 2020, I guess, would be when, uh, it'd be 21, I can't remember, but just over a year ago now. So it'd be 21 that, you know, I kind of seriously looked into finding a location, things like that. So it would have been April of 21 is when we poured the foundation, I guess, for this place for all of my sinks and things like that and got all the plumbing. So we were up and running for that. So we had the summer, you know, um, it was COVID. It was touchy on a few things, you know, if we were getting manufacturing things, getting sent. So that was touchy, but all the, I guess it'd be the trade workers and stuff. They worked hard. They didn't get COVID and shut us down kind of thing and like delay work, honestly, because it was happening. But no, uh, we were open for business October 5th, 2020. 
2021. Um, yeah, and it was right before Thanksgiving. And actually, our hours were from 10 to 3 on Saturdays, but we actually like sold out of food the first that wow. weekend or whatever for the Thanksgiving weekend. So, like, you know, I was my first time ever doing that. So, you know, I can't say enough for the, you know, the folks of Red Deer and Central Alberta to come in and support us. And then we did Christmas, Ukrainian Christmas. And then now into the spring, it's getting warmer and the development and everybody, it's a lot of more foot traffic and people don't know we're here. So can't ask for anything better. So yeah, we actually just celebrated six months here on the 5th. So yeah, it's been awesome. Congrats, man. Yeah, thank you. That's, yeah, you know, honestly, six months and, you know, especially going through starting in a pandemic and honestly kind of just starting out kind of in business and kind of figuring out what it's going. And you know what? It's just for anybody who's, you know, hesitant to do any of this. Honestly, all you need is a bit of structure and a take a chance because like I have no university economics or anything finance degrees I just I got a little bit of life experience now and just like and this pa- guy passion yeah I'm just like this guy you know I just figure stuff out but honestly anybody who was thinking and scared to do it like a couple of years ago I wasn't doing this you know I was you know in the hospitals and stuff like that so you know it's been awesome it's been a good change and I'm I'm looking forward to the future and spreading and growing in, in the community for sure so for those of us um, that might might not know everything about Ukrainian food. Just give us a brief overview of uh, kind of the different foods that you guys serve here. Absolutely. So basically, you know, a lot of people, they kind of first see the name, I understand they come show up and they're like, oh, like we thought you were maybe bigger. They just don't know what to expect. So basically, if anybody's kind of unsure what we are here, we're kind of just like you say, a Ukrainian kitchen, the kitchen you can like see into the back. I mean, it's just some household ovens and stuff like that. It's done up just like, you know, a kitchen. And so we have dining here for eight during the day. So you can dine in for fully licensed as well. You can come, you can order ahead or you can come in and order food hot to go. And then we also have our uh, coolers with uh, frozen, all handmade from scratch in the store. And you can take, you know, cook yourself. And we have some sausages and pepperonis, um, some Hungarian sausages. It's all um, handmade, custom for us through Castellan Fine Meats up in our Drossen, uh, gluten-free, MSG-free. So, yeah, we have pierogies. We got uh, pierogies for take home to cook yourself. We got, again, handmade from scratch, dough, very velvety just need a fork to cut. Uh, potato aged cheddar cheese. We have potato onion. We have sauerkraut and we have cottage cheese and that's dry cottage cheese from the farm. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like you're just going out over the entire menu no, right no, now. No, that's, no, that's, that's important, man. People like the pierogies. They got to know that stuff. I felt like I was at like this this high class restaurant and you're just telling me this all the specials. Yeah, no, oh, that's just the pierogies, man. We yeah. got to tell you that. Like, I, we're thought, just, we're, I thought Lundy was about to rip you for your cottage cheese treatment yeah oh no i'm ready to order actually let's go i'll have 60 cottage cheese pierogies please and you can take those home and cook them yourself okay fair enough yes but absolutely so no like you're saying we got pierogies and then we have different types of uh, cabbage rolls nalesnika which we'll find out later and we also have you know some as we're growing we uh, have some handmade uh, pastries things like that poppy seed rolls um, things like that we're always weekly we're always making from scratch so it's a little bit of a revolving door on some of our pastries but like kind of the main staples as well for the Hungarian side we have definitely 
Hungarian goulash as well as fried cabbage and noodles. And we have for take home uh, some uh, Hungarian farmer sausages. And as well, probably one of our number one sellers, it's our borscht. Um, you know, can't say enough about our borscht. We sell it by the leaders. So yeah, definitely hot borscht, hot goulash at all times. And you can also take it home. Bryce, what's the maximum amount of liters of borscht you can purchase at one time? <laughs> Is there, a, is there a cap on that? Uh, you know what? If someone likes it enough and they want to order ahead, we can make it by the vat, man. But I don't know. I think I've sold up to four liters for somebody at one time. And you got to kind of think for the other customers. But I mean, depends on what time of day it is. But Hey, man, if they're willing to pay you, take their money and give it to yes, you. Yes, I know. I know. Yeah. So, no. But I think it's been about four liters somebody's bought. Four liters at one time. No. Do they bring their own like bowl or their own container? <laughs> like, you know how- Yeah, a four yeah. liter bowl. You know how yeah, like Tim Hortons- That would be a milk jug. Th- they can just, yeah, milk jug would work. Uh, but you know how Tim Hortons, you can bring your own mug and they fill it with coffee? Yeah, absolutely. They just bring like a bring like a 60 liter container. And- they sure could. Yeah, no. Okay. Okay. You know, we, we sell it okay. by the liter, like a liter of Cola Farva. We got one of them. Borscht. But actually to be, uh, we're thinking of the environment a little bit. Uh, I know it's been on social media a little bit, but if you bring back your original one liter container with the lid, We'll uh, give you your next either liter of goulash or borscht for ten percent off. So yeah, and we've just, actually that's just like the growlers. Exactly. Yeah, I told you this shit's like gold, man. It's 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 this borscht. It's it's a it's a good thing, man. Lundy, you can reuse your milk jug. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lundy, you were on to something there. Good question. No, I'm just singing though, for all those Borscht fans out there. Load up. There you go. So, Bryce, we learned we learned a little bit about your menu. I was doing doing some research on on your guys' website. And you actually have uh, some services that you can kind of book little private events or private gatherings, meetings, uh, where you can come in and and uh, use the the seating for eight and and maybe get some food. Is that is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, during during uh, certain hours, you know, we we ha- we have seating for a limited amount, and then uh, definitely uh, after hours, we can do functions that we can turn our dining space into a little bit actually larger than eight. We can go twelve comfortably, fourteen a little snug, but twelve comfortably. And for that, because as our people may see, our hours are Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturday, 10 to 3. Sunday, Monday, we're closed. Monday's a big production day for us. So honestly, you know, for suppers, you know, like people are just getting off work, things like that. So that's why, again, we encourage people calling from like work and call ahead and say, I'll be pick up some hot food at 530. That's what we're seeing a lot of. So we've actually just done another another one of these this past Saturday, and we've done, I believe, three now. But if you know, if you give us a few weeks notice and kind of a what menu close to, we can definitely turn this into a 12 person, you know, more higher end with, you know, the whole nine yards with tablecloths, things like that. And if anybody kind of wants to get more of a, you know, Ukrainian Hungarian experience, we'll cook more food that we don't offer in house just during the day. And that's where someone can come in and go over a menu and we, and, you know, go over what kind of maybe wines or anything like that. And especially as well, we are licensed for corkage. So if somebody wants to come in and do a graduation or some sort of promotion or whatnot, stay at or whatever, come on in, they can bring their own like champagne, like that's okay as well. So yeah, definitely it's something we don't hesitate. Just give us a, you know, a few week notice and, and a little bit of what's going on and we can definitely have about 14 12 to 14 absolutely and give a more of a custom vip authentic meal for sure so if a bachelorette party comes and they say we want mitro 
<laughs> to be the entertainment. I'll show up. <laughs> Done deal. I got a shirt in the back. We might have to let out a few seams, but we're good. Well, I won't need a shirt. <laughs> You'll need a piece of Cuba so, Yeah, that's right. The whole roll. Here's a good question for you, Bryce. We're sitting here. I'm staring at Red Deer Fire Station 4, and we'll go back to your time previous to Hung Yuk. Do, do you ever look outside and, and miss your previous career at all? Honestly, I do and I don't. Um, you know, I, I started in the fire service, emergency services at an earlier age, you know, my early 20s. And now that I'm, you know, into my mid to late 30s, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of grind with the hours. So it was a change to be home every night, essentially. I know it's a cliche, but it, it's something that I have a six-year-old boy. I got to see him on Christmas 25th for the second time, you know, for on the dates, right? So it's, that's been good. I do miss the like screwing around and a little bit of that. I, I can't really do that with a bunch of like older women that I work with daily. They might, you know what? I, it's something I do miss, but I also, but I also, I'm excited for, for a new, you know, a new career, a new chapter in my life. Like I say, any first responders, you know, even registered nurses, anybody of that, you know, fire uh, paramedics, you know, come in. Like I say, I put it on social media, everybody gets a 10% discount for, for their first responder. So, um, yeah, I, I miss the horse and around and shit like that, but I can't do that. No, I have to kind of grow up now a little bit. So yeah, I, I miss it, but I don't. So you mentioned you have some uh, some ladies in the back helping you helping you cook. So how much how much cooking and baking do you actually do here, or do you just are you just the face of the the business? No, no. Um, I could make everything that they do, but I would be very slow. I and that's something that I'm proud of. You know, you gotta like if you kind of understand how things are going, you know, you would know too with like your merchandise and stuff. It, we got, I got to understand how all this was made and how things are from scratch. So you have to have it and kind of know what the hell is going on. Right. So, um, I can make it, but not, not to that extent in, in the quickness, but, but you could make it with all the love. Absolutely. That, that, absolutely. That requires. Absolutely. Um, for myself, um, I make the goulash, like I'm exclusive. I make the goulash here the Hungarian goulash as well. Between myself and my dad, Guido Sherwin, we make the borscht. So th those are the those are the two things that I 100% make all times. And then I'll help out the gals, you know, pinching pierogies or rolling cabbage rolls or simply get them the flour and get them all the ingredients ready. So yeah, that's about my extent. But then absolutely, I'm I'm the one putting everything in the oven, doing all the all the cooking essentially, you know, with the boiling of the water and the pierogies. So I'm kind of like a hybrid, I guess. It's kind of a full-time everybody sharing it and kind of how yeah. it works. Yeah. Jack of all trades. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Or brace of all trades. Yeah, you know, janitor and waiter and front staff and everybody. But no, honestly, it's it's been a good uh, a good experience with my mom and my dad and yeah, a few other gals that um, actually, like you're asking, they are originally from the Ukraine. So you know, they've been here for a few years now. It's awesome to work with them and I'm definitely learning some Ukrainian again, but to watch them do their trade, it's like I couldn't have asked for anything better than like essentially when I was building the store, there was a gal who dropped off her resume and it was like and she was from 
originally from the Ukraine, culinary trained from the Ukraine. So I was like, okay, can't ask for anything better. So uh, that brings up another question. Does, does Red Deer or Central Alberta have a have a fairly big Canadian-Ukrainian population? Absolutely. Um, Edmonton for sure. And like Northeastern Alberta, like that's probably, I would say maybe the most kind of populated. I mean, you look, you know, you have Vegreville, which has a Ukrainian Easter egg. And of course you have originally where I'm from, Glendon with the world's largest pierogi. And especially to, I guess when they immigrated, right? But uh, there's definitely a large amount. And I think honestly, by opening up the store, you get like all these people kind of coming out of the woodwork a little bit saying like, we've been waiting a long time for this. And we get a lot of people from Saskatchewan and around everywhere. And it's interesting listening to their stories and just hearing all like, you know, their recipes from their babas and stuff like that. And it's, it's very interesting to see them, like you say, the Ukrainian and Hungarian cuisine, like people want their pierogies and they want them like handmade from scratch and then they're willing to come. And so that's what I'm learning. I should have been doing this years ago. Well, but that's okay. So, Brace, doors have been open now for six months. We had chatted earlier tonight before the interview started about just all the little things that go into starting a small business like this. What's been your big, biggest learning, I guess, through the first six months of, of running this business? Like I say, honestly... Um there was a few years there I was stepped away for a little bit, but off and on, you know, from 04 to 2021, you know, I was, you know, licensed, you know, in Alberta to, you know, work on an ambulance and fire truck, things like that. So as a young guy starting out, it was like, holy shit, like this is real life. And you learn real quick, you get thick skin, you, you like, again, put your foot in your mouth a few times, you look like an idiot, but you, you look people in the eye and you, you learn your lesson and you be that better man. And that, you know, it kind of was embarrassing, but you know, you, you get that victory in learning. So honestly, when all those years, like I say, of life experience and just being a people person, going on fire calls, learning, seeing the public, I found simple, simple to say, especially the pandemic, but I have no idea about a lot of commercial kitchen shit. And all I did was call people and explain what I was doing and had a conversation with them. And they're like, great. And they helped me. And so then I was like, okay, that's off my checklist. I don't know anything about ventilation. I learned about that. So it was just small steps. And I, I thanked them for being patient. And then once it all got together, it was a shit ton of work. Don't get me wrong, but it was very organized for me. So I didn't get above my head. You just have to be organized. And, and then it was like, you put it all together and... The biggest thing for me is I had somebody help. I, I hired somebody to help me with all my, my permits and all my blueprints and stuff like that, because that has to be all legit. And I, I have no idea how to do that. So that was from the start, get a good foundation, invest in the right ways. And, and that's what I did is for where it would go. So yeah. Well, that's pretty cool that you've got a, a network of people that you can rely on to, to ask for help. Cause yeah, I'm sure there's a million things like that go into starting a business like this. And I mean, it just sounds like you just got to go for it and do it and not be afraid to screw up. So it looks great. Congrats. I mean, sounds like it's been a big success so far. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I couldn't ask for anything better. Um, I'm excited. Uh, we haven't, you know, it's what April now we opened in October. So we even had a summer yet. And like I said, as things are growing in Red Deer and the subdivision and everywhere else, we're excited to see the you know the patrons come in and during the summer months, and it just will grow from there. And like you say, with you, it's it's interesting and it's fun to have business grow and see where it goes. So yeah, why not? be here in Red Deer. And that's, that's like I say, again, the biggest thing is I know people want a olive garden, but you'll never get one of those. 
So I figured, what the hell? Let's start a Ukrainian <laughs> shop. Yeah, April Fools. I remember that shit. That we're getting an Olive Garden. But yeah, no. Um, I'm proud to proud to open the doors, uh, especially to as a young entrepreneur. Honestly, kind of not knowing what the hell is going on. But like I say again, you just take it step by step. So like honestly, if anybody is kind of teetering, saying I hate my job and I want to try something and take a chance, well, it's honestly you got you know it's not hard. So just do it the right way, and you got to be passionate and working for yourself is awesome. Uh, so do you have any any uh, events coming up over the, over the spring or summer here? I know you're thinking of doing a couple different things. Yeah. Um, in the past here, we did for the Danes Rodeo, we did, uh, we sponsored the barrel racing. Um, I'm probably going to be doing that again for this year as well. Like I say, again, it's just April and starting out, but I don't know to what extent, gentlemen, but um, I have a nice idea. I want to go through you guys, maybe. Um, I don't know exactly to what extent, like you say, again, maybe for this year, but for future years, it could be a good event, I think. I was thinking maybe during Westerner days, everybody kind of is doing a, what is it, a pancake breakfast, shit like that. Well, we got yeah. A, yeah. yeah, shit like that. that yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's be different. We yeah. got we got a parking lot. Um, so <laughs> nowhere else has a parking. No lot. one else has a parking lot, right? Of course, but no. So we got parking lot space, everything, and so instead of doing a pancake breakfast, let's do one better. Let's uh, summer months, right? Let's do a pierogi eating contest. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, and I we've talked about it with you. I think that whatever you need in making this happen, we're definitely gonna help you out with it. And Absolutely. Like I say again, maybe this year, maybe there'll only be like ten spots or something, because it's you gotta get a little. As we're learning as adults, you gotta get permits and all this stuff. You gotta be responsible a little bit. So I'll look into it. But maybe yeah, if we want to join in together, and even if we have a little something and we can grow, but. What I'm thinking, you know, is eventually to divisions and definitely what I'm saying behind us here is the, this fireplace. And I got this fireplace specifically for a belt. The winner and the competitive Eaton will get a belt and they'll get their picture on their wall and they'll get a little trophy and they will be that year's pro Eaton champ. And that's something I think it's fun, you know, get the community going and you can kind of start a tradition or whatnot. So like I say, such short time here being April, but we'll see what we can do. But definitely moving forth, Westerner days, people can look forward to getting in that pro eating contest. That's what I'm thinking. I was going to say, Bryce, Walsh is sitting here going, we need divisions. How the hell can I go well, up I against it was like, Moore, London, Emmett in a pro eating contest? I thought it was like the cottage cheese division. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Walsh and Bryn. Walsh and Bryn will be in a division. My daughter, I'll take my two plane, and a half year old. Please. What's the what's the most pierogies you've eaten in in a sitting? Uh maybe like fifteen or so. No, I'm not. Uh, people would know I'm not a gigantic eater. I'm just eat all the time. What, but what fifteen probably one sitting. What would you predict the winner of a pierogi eating contest could eat? Let's just see. Let's well, say like ten minutes. If we started, like, like how, how how many minutes are we going here? Five minutes. Wow. Well, what do you think? Five or ten minutes? Fucking ten minutes. That's that's the. Uh, it's a long time. For for depends, right? Like, what chestnut in that in the hot dog eating contest? I mean, that's different. I mean, with this, because you could cap it. I don't know. Fuck. Let's go. Five minutes. Yeah, okay. Five minutes. I would say. I could do fifty pierogies. You think you can do? Break 50? that down. So that's that's five a minute. Are you are you chewing? Or are you just so swallowing the whole? <laughs> yeah, it's ten a minute. <laughs> I don't know. Break that down. Yeah. Break that down. Perfect. Yeah. So what are you saying? Five minutes. You average how many a minute? Ten. Ten a minute. Okay. 
Yeah. So you're going 50. I'll, I'll do 50. And that's what I was saying. I say, I don't know. You go. That's a lot. Maybe we should do this tonight. <laughs> you got a parking lot. <laughs> there you go. Wash her out. Uh, Bryce, so obviously everyone's been been uh, paying attention to what's going on in the world with with um, Russia invading Ukraine. Are you guys doing anything right now to, to raise money or or to, to support the Ukrainian people? Yeah, absolutely. We are. Again, you could say I previous career was in emergency services. So, you know, you understand, you know, you get some calls where you have to stay there for longer than your shift and it is what it is and you'll see your family later. I mean, so to the extent in what's going on in Ukraine, that's just, that's just sad. I don't even know what to say about all that, but I understand and see the outpouring of the world. It's phenomenal. And so, people are donating millions of dollars and things like that or organizations, which is awesome. So I just kind of wanted to think where the little things could go because I'm all about the little things in life. So I teamed up with a group out of Edmonton, Battle Rattle Tactical Supplies. It's owned by a retired uh, Canadian Armed Forces veteran. And so we chit-chatted and basically what's happening is they were taking donations, cash and everything else. And basically what they're sending over there, they've already sent a plane to Poland and you know the stuff's getting to where it needs to go. It's, uh, you know, boots. It's anything, medical supplies, it's keep your socks like dry, kind of stuff like that and everything else for like first responders. So we're taking, um, we're, we're, t- we're still today, I guess we're in April here where we've done all of March and we'll see maybe we'll go a little bit longer here in April, but um, we're just we're just raising money and we're going to send that to Battle Rattle and uh, they'll send that and we know that it will go to the right places, right to the front lines of the first responders in Ukraine, protecting what's left, you know, you know, it's like when the building catches on fire, you know, during the, someone's got to put that out. And so that's, that's what they're doing. It's, it's sad. Yeah, I know. That's, that's awesome that you guys are doing that. So if, if anyone wants to donate, are you just accepting cash donations or can they e-transfer funds uh, at all or? Honestly, probably the easiest, which we've been having is just uh, people coming in, making cash donations. And if, you know, with their meal or whatnot, if they, they specifically say, I would like to add this to the tip, that's good. And then that tip amount goes into the, I guess, the final amount. And then we'll be, of course, here, at, you know, sooner than later, we'll be, uh, we'll announce what we've raised and we'll uh, send it to where it needs to go. And, and like I say, again, everybody who's donated, I can't say enough as well about the support that we've, we've seen from Red Deer in central Alberta. So everybody around should be, you know, patting themselves on the back. We've seen nothing but support and that's, that's awesome. It's yeah, it's, it's a shitty time. A couple of my staff, they, they have immediate family, you know, back home. But, you know, they're, for the most part, they're not in a region that's getting attacked, but it's still surreal to FaceTime these and, you know, they're, you're talking to them and seeing them in a like bunker or something, you know, or bomb shelter and, you know, it's shitty, but they're staying strong. So, you know, hopefully this is over soon. Well, Bryce, that's, that's absolutely amazing that you're doing that for the Ukraine. And, and secondly, just you, like you'd mentioned, taking a chance and, and starting this hung, Hungarian Ukrainian cuisine, uh, little shop here in Red Deer. So kudos to you and, and your team on uh, what you built here in six months. You mentioned a ton of community stuff, but, uh, you know, thanks for having us today. Thanks for being a partner with us. Uh, really looking forward to our pro eating contest. I am too. I want to see, uh, Ryan Lund, uh, <laughs> attempt it. <laughs> and, and, you know, who knows what Western, 
Western Days brings with with that whole pierogi eating contest. But uh, you know, maybe before we sign off, where can everyone find you, your actual physical location, but also uh, your website, social media, and stuff? Absolutely, we are at uh, thirty one ten ninety Thorburn Avenue. We are on the east side of Thirtieth Ave, just before the 67th street 30th ave traffic circle um we're honestly right at the entrance of the dairy queen drive-through there's the okay tire you know we're on the east side of the of 30th ave man people they google us and they're like we can't find you i'm sorry if google's took you there but honestly <laughs> that's where we're at um yes up here in timberstone timberstone timberland i think it's like i think it's Timberlands i think North? it's considered timberland timberland yeah. across the street from uh, st joe's high school absolutely just south of the pickleball course so yeah no <laughs> we've there given like there 10 different go. landmarks so if they can't find, if they can't yeah. find yeah. us yeah i'm thinking of all listeners here so there you go and you got a website yeah so yeah sorry morsey i got off topic there <laughs> Pickleball. Uh, yeah, fuck, hey. Um, anyways, yes, hungyuk.com website. It explains a little bit about us. Sorry if it doesn't have everything. I'm, we're still slowly learning, getting it going as well. Uh, Instagram and Facebook, hungyuk. And so that has our menus. I know some people are having trouble trying to find it. It's in our photos. It's I'm learning of this. What is that? Like the different formats I'll, and stuff? Uh, yeah. I'll teach you. I got, I got three posts on Instagram. Oh, so perfect, I, buddy. I'll teach you. So yeah, no. Uh, I'm learning so if you see the posts are getting a little bit more professional-ish that's we're learning and we're it's because he hired somebody (laughs) I still have to come up with some stuff but yes absolutely no knowing what it is because it's it's absolutely it's a full-time job doing that stuff so no it's um so if everybody's waited patiently for somewhat of a professional or more information it's starting to come down the lines it's just that we were just starting out so thanks for being patient so yeah everything like I say on our website things are getting updated you know as we or getting into the community, you know, it says, I think, uh, local craft beer, things like that. We're starting to, you know, have some local craft beers in the store, things like that. So eventually it will get all updated. But yeah, hungyuk.com. And that gives us kind of a little rundown of everything for people to start out anyways well thanks again bryce and for those of you who don't know we're going to stick around hung yuk here for the rest of the episode and bryce has come up with a pretty unique game for us to to fire up here at the end so again thanks bryce thanks for having us thanks for being a partner and uh, look forward to the future absolutely thanks gentlemen for coming on and ted i know you're in the corner there with mitro but cheers <laughs> to you too <laughs> All right. Well, huge thank you again, Bryce, you know, for having us here for that interview. Pretty cool story. Uh, first time I've been just behind the camera for one of those interviews was, was kind of nice too. Took a little break. Uh, gotta say though, Bryce, like you are living my dream. I've always thought, man, I'd love to operate a food truck or something like that, but I am not good enough with my finances and I do not have the work ethic to do it. So, uh, pretty cool story, really. <laughs> At least I'm very self-aware. That's the one thing I got going for me. But uh, I just think it's really cool. And, and I love being here knowing, you know, that this is just kind of a passion project. I shouldn't call it a project because running a restaurant is no joke. But uh, pretty cool just to sit back and watch that one. And uh, we talk about it all the time. Love love these type of stories. So, Teddy, you heard Bryce, though. He said, just take a chance, man. Like, what kind of food truck are you going to open? Probably a broke one. An unsuccessful one. Probably like a Ukrainian one. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Now that I'm in here and learned all the secrets and yeah. (laughs) 
No, I don't know. Like, it's just something, you know, I think you guys know, like I've, I've got a bit of a passion for food and a pretty minor foodie. So I just love stuff like this. Like I know owning a restaurant's not for me, but I, I love seeing people li- live their dream like this. And uh, again, really cool spot here. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the main thing I took away from the interview with Bryce is just don't be afraid. Just, just jump in. Uh, it's okay to make mistakes. It's, it's okay to ask questions. That was Bryce's big learning. You just really rely on the people uh, that have done it before or that, that you really trust and uh, go for it. So uh, for those of you that are, that are kind of on the fence, uh, Bryce is, is living proof that it can be done. And <laughs> if Bryce can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> I can't even turn off a goddamn TV. <laughs> yeah. No, and yeah, and and I mean, we're we're getting spoiled here because we're recording, and Bryce is also cooking us some some late night dinner right now. So I really appreciate it, Bryce. Sorry, I was so rude earlier about the TV. And uh, thanks, man. I'm just really impressed with his skill of of incorporating like sexual in- innuendos into pretty much every aspect of his business. So uh, I'll be coming back. Yeah, you are really bad at sex puns, so you can learn a thing or two. Yeah, his uh, his his mascot. Uh, what, was, what was the guy's name? Again? Mitro. Mitro. That that guy is awesome. Like he looks so happy, and he's obviously eaten quite a few pierogies or kubis or you gotta, borscht. If you're packing a big kubi like he apparently is, you'd be smiling like that <laughs> yeah. all the time too. Yeah. So I I, I hope one day. That's why I always frown. <laughs> yeah, I hope one day that Bryce will get a get a full size mascot of you sound like a volunteer job right there from you well not from me i <laughs> i would make a great metro yeah <laughs> thank you man yeah. <laughs> i appreciate it all right well as dustin said too bryce is going to be coming back in a little bit play a fun game with us so for now we've just got a whole bunch of random crap to talk about which is something we never do on this show so we're going to go into something we haven't done in a little while shooting the breeze <laughs> bang 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 that's shooting the breeze. <laughs> he literally shot the wind. <laughs> Dustin didn't get that. I missed the bang, bang, bang. I didn't know what you were doing. Shooting the breeze is brought to you by Beyond Insurance, winner of Travelers Canada 2021 Canadian Brokerage of the Year Award, now located in Capstone. Come visit Beyond in their new home at 205-5589-47th Street or learn more at beyondinsurance.ca and keep an eye out for their open house in June. Beyond Insurance, your best choice for insurance in Red Deer. Suck it, Aaron. As we get into shooting the breeze, bang, bang. Uh, yeah, lots to talk about. Obviously, uh, fresh in my mind, I just want to thank everyone again from Mamas for Mamas Red Deer for having me out to MC uh, their Gone Country Night with Aaron Perchette. It was an awesome night. They raised an incredible amount of money. It was a lot of fun. I know none of you three could make it. Um, I think for the four to five minutes total talking I did. I think I did pretty not bad, but uh, you know, we got six new followers on Instagram that night. So I'm out there doing my part. So at that rate, how many events did we have to host to, to get a thousand new followers? A thousand divided by six. Okay. We could do that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, again, just a really fun night. Uh, it's always fun for us to be a, a part of things like that. And I joked about it, but Aaron Perchette does want to do an interview with us. So like, come in, hang out with us, be on the podcast. So uh, the answer to your question is 166.66 repeating Lund. Okay. So that's how many events we got to host. To- Let's round up to 167. Okay. So I don't want to just leave in the middle of one or two thirds of the way through one. Okay. So if you host an event every single week, that's like three and a half years until we get a thousand new followers. Pretty good. Okay. Pretty good rate of return. Yep. 
All right, we'll start doing that, but again, what the hell were we talking about? Thank you, Kara, everyone at Mamas for Mamas was a great event, and uh, you know what, Lund, I, I had to miss it on account of the COVID, but it sounds like the comedy night at Bose also uh, went pretty great. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a packed house. Uh, so our Piper Creek Optimist Club partnered with the Hockey Alberta Foundation, and um, we raised a ton of money. Thanks to Todd Ness for, for headlining the event. He killed it. For those of you that remember, he was actually a guest of our podcast uh, last year in episode three, um, and he brought all new material. So it was it's the third time I've seen him, and he gets better every single time. But yeah, great event. Uh, Bose did a great job. And what was kind of cool is that um, Beer and Food Expo at the Western was on the same night. So after the show was over, I think everyone kind of piled in Bose. So it was like shoulder to shoulder at Bose after like 9 p.m. that night. So it was kind of like back to pre-COVID, which is kind of really, really cool. So that was back-to-back weekends. I was 0 for 2 on those events and my FOMO was kicking in big time because I heard they were two just bangers parties, which... Which I was sad to miss. I, I think Mamas for Mamas, I raised over 30K. I'm not sure if you guys have an updated number on your comedy night or not, but like, and kudos to our, our presenting sponsor, Bose, for always hosting these huge community events and, and fundraisers. I know they give a, a shit ton back towards the groups with appetizers and, and beer specials and, and uh, silent auction items too. So, Kudos to Brennan and his crew on all the work they do, and I look forward to getting back in. I think we're going to talk about an, an event coming up here in May, but look forward to get back in there and, and helping fundraise some money for the community. Yeah, talk about it right now. Let's do it. Courage Cup, baby, from May 7th. I was going to say March, but uh, they, they, have, uh, they have a ball hockey tournament running uh, in correlation with the PCN Fun Run. Uh, which is really cool. It's going to be down in Capstone. They're going to have two rinks running. I'm not 100% sure if they're sold out for that corporate ball hockey tournament or not, but never hurts to to reach out and ask. And, and then they're having their after party at Bose, I believe starts at uh, five uh, with the Odeer crew coming on at uh, 6.30, I believe, to do some fun little in- interactive games with the crowd. And and then uh, so they have some actual live music and, and actual entertainment coming on afterwards. So uh, I'm sure that will be no fun at all and and really encourage you to uh, get a ticket to that. Uh, all raising funds for the Central Alberta Child Advocacy Centre, which which is going to be getting a new home here soon at the college. So uh, obviously a really important cause and a, a really important building that's going to be going up at the college. So uh, hopefully see you all May 7th for some fun games on the stage and, the, and then some beer drinking afterwards. Yeah, only 20 bucks a ticket and you get a drink, you get the appetizer buffet, you get a show. Like that's a, that's a pretty cheap, it's basically a free show. And we're not even talking about us. Like we're, we're just the opener, which I think is better. But I'm excited because I think our, our live show had some really good parts and some not so good parts. And now that we've done one before, we can take the good parts and condense it into a, a really great opening act. So even if you don't like come and don't pay attention to us, whatever, it's for a great cause. So still come get a ticket and come and hang out that night. It's going to be a lot of fun. And another event coming up soon that uh, we would like to see you at is Ryan Lund's golf tournament. The uh, Ryan Lund's Spectacular, I think we, call, I wish, we changed the name. Yeah, I wish I could have a golf tournament named after me, but I uh, haven't done anything special yet. So maybe one day. Open your checkbook. <laughs> Zip it, Kevin. Uh, yeah, so where's, we haven't heard from you about sponsorship yet. Yeah, hey, man, make sure your feet touch the ground. All right. So... So this this is actually the uh, the first annual Piper Creek Optimist. Cl- okay, sit back down, Kevin. 
Uh, okay, let me start over because Kevin's throwing a little temper tantrum. This is the first annual Piper Creek Optimist Club golf classic, golf tournament, whatever you want to call it, at Alberta Springs on June 4th. Uh, we still have about room for about 15 teams or so, so plenty of time to sign up. And uh, $800 per team, all the money that uh, that gets raised stays within Central Alberta, supporting youth and youth groups. Um, so we're, we're looking to have a, a full tournament. It's going to be four, four, uh, four men, four women scramble. Um, you don't have to be good at golf. You can be good at golf and you just have to come wanting to have a good time. So, uh, hit me up, hit Ted up, hit Dustin up, hit Kevin up if you want to sign up and, uh, let's, let's raise some money for, for, uh, a great cause and great community. And now Kevin, because we haven't picked on you enough already, but some people are wondering, and probably nobody, because I don't think anyone cares enough, but you're learning a new skill or pay the bill deadline came and passed, but life got busy for all of us. Uh, we all kind of forgot about it. We're giving you a, a bit of a redo, but you do have a cooking show coming up. Uh, can you can you share anything about it or are you going to keep it completely a surprise? Yeah, so life did get busy. I had actually full intentions to do it uh, this past Sunday and, and just you know, stuff happens. But um, the script is written in my mind. It's just a beautiful show. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's great. So, you know, let's hope it all comes together. Uh, I'm still working on an assistant. Um, they're driving a hard bargain. I got to up some weekly allowance, but I think we'll we'll get there. So, uh, stay tuned. Just push bedtime back by a half hour. That's dangerous. I'd rather pay more money. <laughs> Speak. Looking forward to that. I don't want to spoil too much of it. And again, uh, we, we give you. We do expect a little bit more pizzazz out of this because you did have some extra time. But well, I just can't wait then to see what you're going to do with your nails. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all. We well. You didn't take us on our carriage ride yet either. We forgot about a lot of <laughs> shit. <laughs> the snow melted too quick. All right. Let's put a hard deadline on him right now. On Kevin for this baking show, cooking show. Okay, we need we need the video by Easter Sunday. All right, deal. Okay, and speaking of learn a new skill, because I got a little busy, the video of Dustin singing, <laughs> yelling Circle of Life in Spanish at us. I honestly, Dustin, I think that might be the best piece of content we've put out, honestly. like, And maybe I've watched it like a hundred times. You went for it and you had a ton of fun doing it. And that's why too, it's so much fun to watch. And I have to ask, did you practice like, the movements and stuff too in front of the mirror. Cause there's a couple times it was like he knew to move there when the music did that. I didn't practice at the very, like I, I obviously practiced the song a thousand times. I didn't practice the moves. You know, when you guys allowed me the earbuds and then allowed me my little piece of paper to kind of look back for reference, it was like my confidence levels just went to a hundred because going in, I didn't know, I didn't have everything memorized, memorized, memorized. No, you were mesmerized. You had it memorized. And as soon as you guys gave me that, like, honestly, I just wanted to have fun with it after that. I did watch at the very start, the music video in Spanish a couple times. So maybe just subliminally, I went back to that. But you know, when you first posted, when you first sent me the text, I don't know if I've laughed that hard in a long time when when you hoisted Kevin up on the on the little piece of rock. And that wasn't even special. That was real. <laughs> I, I yeah. like 
it was funny watching myself do that thing and scream because you know we didn't have like i had the earbuds in or whatever but to actually see you hoist kevin yeah. i pissed my pants i i showed ashley and we were all howling and then we, i didn't realize it was posted on social media and by the time i had went on it was it had caught fire with the comments and it gave me a lot of laughter a lot of smiles and you know i was really nervous to do that learn a new skill thing but looking back now it was it was comedy it was a lot of fun yeah it was awesome dustin kevin props to you for being so stiff when when ted when ted raised you up that was that must have been difficult well, if, he gave, ted, if he went like limp noodle it, he would have been yeah. harder to lift up yeah ted makes me hard <laughs> But Morzy, I, I have to say, like you did an incredible job when you were filming that live and, and we couldn't hear anything. So we were just yelling <laughs> in the green room and and we were all like, we couldn't stop laughing. I think I had to go into the other room because yeah. I was I was afraid of laughing out loud. But I bet you've never sounded better in your own head. Oh, yeah. And because I couldn't hear myself either until my earbud fell out. You know what actually was one of the funniest parts of that whole thing is when I wasn't singing and I had Ryan's piece of his drum playing the flute. Looking back on that part now, I can't believe how good that looks on the video and how <laughs> how good it like it actually looks like I'm playing a flute when really it's just a piece of Ryan's drum and has no holes in it. No, I just think, you know, we've done a lot of fun stuff like that. And, you know, I've gone up, did a shirtless magic show, had to do the recorder recital where i was terrified lund i don't think anything phases you so i don't think that the yoga one bothered you too much but uh, someone commented like something about just how, like your bravery and i think i don't know i just thought that was awesome because I, I don't know if even in front of just you guys and a camera i don't think i could have done that so so good job and uh i don't know my vote right now for my favorite learn a new skill or pay the bill yeah you, you pass that with flying colors great job i i really like your recorder one too but I mean, I'll take it. That's where you learn your flute skills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Kev, the bar has now been raised after Dustin's performance. So no pressure, but like I'm expecting like world quality cooking video out of you. Well, this conversation has made it clear. Like we definitely need a flute somewhere in the video. So I got to rewrite my script, I guess. But yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm excited. Okay. Me too. All right. And that was shooting the breeze. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Just before we, we head into our customary bathroom break, which I'm sure Doortender really, really appreciates us associating them with, with peeing every single time I bring them up. But nonetheless, our usual thank you to Doortender for once again delivering. Uh, with the nice weather on the way too, they've added even more ready-to-drink cocktails to their roster. I'm enjoying uh, from Grizzly Paw out in Canmore, their uh, Mountain Mule, one of my favorite ready-to-drink cocktails that they have now. Their inventory really just keeps growing too, which which is awesome because they're listening to customers, they're seeing what's out there, uh, and they, they keep growing what they have in stock. So if you haven't used Doortender yet or haven't in a while even, uh, head to doortender.ca, download the Doortender app for free delivery and under an hour or of course you can go uh, pick up in store as well every order earns you mega reward points not just reward points but mega reward points which you can use for gift cards towards your next order if you have enough so get on it and with that we're going to go over to the uh, to the meat cooler where we have andrew sitting in front of tonight uh Great, great video shot. Maybe a bit of a, an awkward spot for you right now. I know I, I, I wouldn't be safe sitting there. Bryce's food wouldn't be safe if I was sitting there. But uh, last episode, we had the Andrew Russell Market Minute or Minutes, I guess. But either way, that means we're in for a treat this time around because it's time for Just the Tips with Andrew Russell. 
I thought I would actually talk about some return on investment for uh, basic home renovations. Um, something that get that I get asked frequently: what's worth doing before I sell? So I think the the focus around this, I'll keep it towards selling the home versus just you know what renovations should I do for myself? Because if you're doing it for yourself, it should be whatever. Um, if you're going to sell, it's a little bit more strategic. Uh, there's a little bit more thought process around it. So. The first piece of advice I would give everybody is that everything you see on HGTV and DIY Network in the US is completely false. You cannot re-landscape your yard for $1,500. You cannot completely reface your kitchen cabinets for like $3,000. None of that is legit. Uh, labor in Alberta just does not work uh, for in comparison to the US pricing. So forget all of that. Um, I've had lots of people ask me. So a lot of properties have the good old honey oak kitchen cabinets. That's a very common cabinet in Red Deer. The honey oak trend lasted for probably over 20 years in Alberta, believe it or not, where the country kitchen was the big thing in the late 80s into the 90s, through the 90s and into even the early 2000s. I still see properties built in 2006, 2007, 2008 that have the old school honey oak cabinets. Um, it's probably the number one complaint that I see in terms of when people are buying a home. So I get people that ask me, um, you know, should I replace these cabinets? Should I renovate my kitchen? Should I completely redo everything? And if you're going to sell, the answer is no, because you can easily spend thirty or forty thousand on a kitchen renovation. You're just not going to get that back. If you're doing it to sell, the simplest answer is actually to reface, repaint, uh, or resurface those cabinets. Hand painting them yourself is not advisable. You can have them professionally lacquered. It's not overly disruptive. It's not insanely expensive. Most of them that I've seen is in the two to $3,000 range. It makes a massive difference because white kitchens are all the rage right now. Um, you can really update the look of your home without spending a small fortune doing a complete kitchen renovation. Um, the reality is most, most renovations, you'll never get a 100% return on. Uh, when it comes to completely replacing things. Uh, but that's something you can... It's a simple, easy tip that a lot of homes have uh, in Red Deer uh, that will massively affect your resale just by some simple repainting. We needed Andrew Russell market tips like two years ago. Fuck. <laughs> and hey, if you do have a honey oak kitchen, like get with the freaking program is what Andrew is saying. I do have a real question though. Would you say for people, like if you're looking to sell your house, what do you see more of? People who are looking for like that turnkey, I don't want to renovate a kitchen or people who do like see those kitchens that need to be renovated and they'd rather go in and do it themselves and pay less off the listing price, I guess. like People pay more for uh, like turnkey move-in ready homes. But the reality is, is if... If I tell you your home is worth $400,000 and you say, okay, well, I'm going to spend $40,000 renovating my kitchen, is your home now going to be worth four forty? dollars No, absolutely not. So yes, people pay more for turnkey move-in ready. And, the, and basically what's happened is it's it's so much harder to get financing and to get money from a bank now than it used to be you know, 15 years ago. People aren't so much into the renovation game anymore, uh, especially now because we're dealing with supply chain shortages on everything. It takes two months to get cabinets. It takes a month to get countertops. Everything is really delayed and labor costs are up. So there's value for people in having a turnkey ready to go, especially trendy homes. I find trendy homes that are up to date with current modern standards will sell at fairly big premiums. But most people, there's just no money to be made in flipping houses uh, unless you're willing to do the labor yourself and get paid for your labor. But if you have to contract a house and hire out everything, you will not make any money flipping a house right now. Okay, good. I'll, I won't do it. So you're saying if you don't like your kitchen, just move. Don't renovate it. Move. Maybe, maybe put some paint on it. 
well, don't don't paint it yourself, but uh, professionally get some paint put on it for a reasonable cost and then sell. And so, I mean, when you do that, you know, you can spend three thousand dollars refacing your kitchen cabinets, replace your backsplash and your countertops for another, you know, five grand, and suddenly you've got a brand new looking kitchen that people will be happy to to move into. So, is it as good as a new kitchen? No, but your return on investment there is going to be much better. Okay, I have one last question. Obviously, the inside of the house matters a lot. Does like siding color, fascia color. <laughs> All that stuff? Does that matter? Okay, are we talking about deck sizes again more? If we don't have enough time to go down that path. Do you care what the outside of your house looks like? No. It's what's on the inside that counts, Dustin. Curb appeal is definitely important, don't get me wrong, but um, replace. Rice microwaving a burrito back there? What is going on? <laughs> He's warming up our Kuba sauce. That's a good endorsement. They do not microwave their shit. Sorry, Andrew, just the beeping threw me off, but go ahead. So curb appeal is really important, but you'll never get money back for replacing things like your siding. Um, simple fixes can be things like, you know, if you've got brick on the house, uh, although brick is coming back, some of the old school brick, you can pull that off and, and replace it with stone. Don't spend major money replacing siding unless your siding is like decrepit, completely rotten and has to be replaced, in which case uh, there will be more return on investment in actually replacing it. Otherwise, you know, if you have if you have old stucco, paint it. Uh, if you can make minor changes, improve the landscaping, make the landscaping more appealing. Um, you know, if you've got curled up rotten shingles, that stuff needs to be fixed. Fix that. Buyers don't want to buy your problems. So spending a little bit of money there, uh, it does help for sure. All right. That's, that's a good and a lot more uh, mostly grown up version of just the tips. I don't know, Andrew, without Aaron, do you want to give yourself your own tagline? Or I think it would be really awkward if you did. So you should do it. To read to read my own ad read? Yeah. That was just the tips with Andrew Russell Remax Energy. This guy sucks. Just the Tips was brought to you by Andrew Russell and Associates with Remax Real Estate Central Alberta, the official realtor of the Odier podcast. For more information on the team and the services they provide, visit andrewrussell.ca. And tell them Lundy sent ya. And tell them... Oh, shit. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that cameras. And tell them Lundy sent ya. All right. Well, we did a little more than just the tips. We actually took a break and we all had a Kubi from Hung Yuk and... I highly recommend that. That was awesome. So thank you, Bryce. Uh, Bryce coming back on in a little bit. But first, buckle up for a whole lot of debating as it's time to move into Deer Call. Deer Call is brought to you by Cilantro and Chive and Lacombe and Red Deer. Stop in at either location to support the April Burger of the Month and support a great cause. The Step Up Student Equity Fund for Red Deer Public Schools at the Lacombe location and the Safe Harbor Society at the Red Deer location. Cilantro and Chive, your favorite new destination to meet with family and friends for food, drink, conversation, and fun. And I guess if you're listening to this in a different month, there will be another burger of the month. You can go support a different cause. And if you're listening in April, they do have the Epitaph April going right. on, which is really cool with a group of restaurants around town. So, And I think they have like a mini egg dessert for Easter, which is... <laughs> so for this deer call, I think we definitely set a record for responses uh, between Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I think we had way over 100 people answer the question, what is the best sports movie of all time? So can't really be surprised there because there is a lot of good sports movie out there and everyone's a little different. Uh, something hits different for, for different people. So I tried to get everyone's name who said something, said a response, uh, but I got to a point, honestly, where I, if it was a duplicate, your name might not have made it on here, and I'm sorry, but thank you for your response anyways. Uh, and I will 100% encourage you to blame Lund for that one. Okay. I also, I'd have to think the chance of winning a $25 cilantro and chive 
gift card just for answering doesn't hurt either. So thank you again to Cilantro for providing those and congratulations to our winners for this episode, Julie and Ted. Not, not this Ted. Right. I, I suppose I could just keep one if I wanted to. But anyways, without further ado, let's get into it. Get ready for a pretty hot debate. The greatest sports movie of all time. So to start off, Randy, Michelle, Becca, Zardu, Lisa, Gemma, Bree, and Wade all said Rudy. The guy just wanted his jacket so bad. Rudy! This guy, it's, it's, a, it's a classic underdog story. I mean, I don't know how you can't like that movie. I love it because he's short. <laughs> uh, speaking of underdog stories, Randy also said Cinderella Man, which I think is maybe one of the most underrated movies of all time with Russell Crowe. If you haven't seen it, uh, I don't know, didn't get a lot of, wasn't very popular, but actually is a pretty incredible movie. And didn't uh, didn't they, he donate his jockstrap to the last blockbuster video? I'm pretty sure he did. Oh, really? I, I wouldn't know that, but yeah, I, so I was right. It was like the last blockbuster in existence got his jockstrap to like draw people under their store. But I, I, I'm I'm 99 sure that's the case. We'll we'll look it up after. Uh, Randy and Chris said Moneyball, which yeah, again like that actually is one of my favorites, especially if you like math, which I don't. But yeah, I like math and whoo, Brad Pitt. I'm more of a Jonah Hill fan on that one. Not going to be any arguments out of this group, but uh, Chris, Mark, Shane, and Amy all said Miracle, which I mean, yeah, Americans, but still a good movie. Mike Garuzioni, baby. Who do you play for? Who do you play for? Mike, Mike Garuzioni, uh, 21 years old. I play for the United States. Who needs the movie when you have <laughs> Ryan Lund? <laughs> <laughs> so again. Lund, I mean it. Again. Mike Garuzioni. <laughs> 21 years old. I play for the USA. I can't wait to post that clip on Instagram of just your torso when you stand up. <laughs> Nicole, Cassidy, and Michelle all said Mighty Ducks. And then Zach, Kara, and Vanessa said D2, the Mighty Ducks. No love for D3, though. I just watched uh, D2 on the weekend, actually, with my kids. It was Saturday morning, and they were all complaining about what to watch. So dad got to pick. And I picked D2. Uh, in my opinion, the greatest Mighty Ducks film of all three. Uh, although number three should have got some love as well, but just yeah. Is D two the one where they rollerblade through the mall, or is that one? That's two, that's right? number two. Yeah, that one's my favorite too. Yeah. I just can't believe they beat the hockey superpower of Trinidad and Tobago in that movie. Man, what a whoever made the Mighty Ducks movies has never watched one second of hockey. Well, like everyone just so knocks each other over off the face off, but it's still it's still so good. That's the. Uh, that's I'm the Charlie Conway, Duluth, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> At least you'll still be in frame when you stood up there on the camera. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the movie where the knuckle puck was born, right? Yeah, yeah. What a play! What a play to win the game too. What a, what a start to that guy's Saturday Night Live career. Oh, and have you seen the goalie from D two? D1 and D2. Hey, he's on the road. He's fine he's now. Well. He's good. Yeah, again, yeah. yeah, he's doing much better now. All right. So moving. Goldberg. <laughs> All right. Now moving on. Uh, Zach also said Major League, uh, which is a good one. I don't think it's up there in even baseball movies for me, but I think for a lot of people, pretty popular. Oh, to me, it's, and I'm sure it's a, a movie later on, but to me, Major League is the Caddyshack of, of baseball movies. Like, I, it's that type of comedy. I, I'm a big fan. It literally is next. Megan, James, 
Frunchak and Julie said Caddyshack. Yeah. Which to me, like, it's a pretty dumb movie. Like, I, I like, I don't think I've got the same fanfare for it as a lot of people, but still, uh, it is very quotable. And Rodney Dangerfield is still the greatest ever at one liners. So I appreciate that movie for that. Last time I saw a mouth that big, it had a hook in it. <laughs> Uh, Bill Murray is awesome in that movie too. Chase it. What, what's he? Ch- is he chasing a squirrel or a yeah, little golfer? Or golfer. Okay, yeah. Different type of golf movie, but I think this is one of my favorites. Zach, Sean, and Trevor said Tin Cup. I mean, how many times are you on the golf course and you hit one in the water and you go, "I'm gonna fucking Tin Cup yeah. this," and then <laughs> like, you hit another one in the water. <laughs> yeah, eleven or more put times. Your change in your left pocket. Yeah, yeah, like that's so relatable to so many golfers. Or you play an entire round with a seven iron. Which we talked about doing in the past, but never. You have. talked about it. Here comes. I thought there actually would be more answers for this one. Julie, Robert, Fergus, Jeff, Dustin from Bose, and James all said Slapshot. Great movie, just bad ending. But everything else about it's awesome. Did you ever see Slapshot Two? No. Oh, there's boobs in it. Mm, there's boobs in Slapshot One. Yeah, but you've already seen Slapshot One. <laughs> It's new boobs, Andrew. If you guys like those movies, you should check out the internet. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be in for a treat. So Megan said uh, a movie starring Will Smith about Chris Rock, Concussion. (laughs) Get it, Dustin? Yeah, it's topical. Yeah, very topical. Uh, Brad, only one who said Goon. Somehow I talked to my wife, Kim, into watching Goon way back when, and it was a little... A little gory at, at parts because they kind of uh, uh, showcase the fighting aspect of hockey. But deep down, actually, Kuhn is kind of a just a love story. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I actually, Kim, really enjoyed it as well from a female perspective. So, uh, Goon 2 was still pretty good, but not so much. That's a, that's a really good like perspective on that movie, actually. And I'll, I'll tell you why later when I talk about my favorite movie. But you're mm-hmm. right. What's the love story? The goalie and his Percocets? <laughs> no, it's it's uh, Sean he William knows. Scott and the girl. No, it's Sean William Scott and his teammates. Because he well, would do anything for his team. Holy fuck. Sorry, I asked. There's two love stories. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How did that not get nominated? Uh, <laughs> hey, Dustin. Left side. Strong side. Tamara, Ashlyn, and Kelsey all said, remember the Titans. Sunshine. I think we were like the perfect age for this movie because what we were like, what this spray around probably when you're graduating, like 2003, 2004. Yeah, I was, I was still in junior high, so you wouldn't have quite graduated yet. You would have been in maybe in high school. No, okay. I was in grade seven, and I remember because oh really, we'd watch that movie like as a school for some reason, and then every day as like motivation, they'd play "Ain't No Mountain High Enough" over like the inner. Oh, it's probably right around 2000. That is a. That's yeah. a catchy song in that movie. That is that is one of the best like feel good movies ever with honestly a good message behind it too. Terry Bruter, all American. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Terry. Gary. Oh. Terry Brotier. Opie. Yeah. Terry Ah fuck. <laughs> you know what? That bit was good though. You know what? Last time you tried to do a bit, you broke your hand. So that bit went better for you. Release date on that movie was September 23rd, 2000. 2000, okay. Uh, Doing a a 180, Tracy said Space Jam, which actually is a terrible movie, but like it's so entertaining. Has anyone seen the second one? I watched a bit of it on the plane. When we were coming home from Seattle, I think. I could not. Oh, yeah. That's not it. Okay. Banging soundtrack, though. Space Jam 1. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Miles, Tyler, and someone named Moo Moo on Twitter all said dodgeball. So again, we're seeing very different types of, of sports movies. Some are uplifting and some are just pure entertainment. Oh, which, no, that's on yeah, the outro. That was uplifting. That's oh, okay. Sorry, like deep and uplifting. <laughs> oh. This one was just uplifting and funny. You didn't feel his romantic relationship with the banker? That's pretty deep. Yeah. Another love story, eh, Kev? <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love dodgeball. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every sports movie is a love story in disguise. I, oh, I bet you the next Jam. one you read off is a love story. It's not, but it's a great movie. Maybe the most popular one out of everyone who answered. Heidi, Anne-Marie, Ryan, different Ryan, Terry, Shailene, not Terry, Brotier, uh, Ashley, Kaylin, and Rowan all said A League of Their Own. Oh, yeah. I don't know if any of you have seen it, but actually is a, is a really great movie and a true story, too. But. Women's baseball, right? Yeah. There's yeah. no crying in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> That is, yeah, that's the Tom Hanks famous line. But yeah, like Tom Hanks, Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Madonna's in it. Little, yeah, obviously, I think it's 80s movie now, but uh, pretty good one. Jeremy, I've actually never seen this and heard great things. Jeremy said Kingpin. Oh. So that's what Woody Harrelson. You've never and, seen uh, Kingpin? No. For all the movies you watch, this is one that is that lives on hockey buses. Every wasn't hockey good enough bus. at hockey to be on a team that oh, rides the enough. bus. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Just your classic, uh, was he Amish? Yep. Your classic Amish bowling story. <laughs> all right. That's all we need to yeah. know. Uh, okay. We're, we're going to really have to try not to spend too much time on this one. Angela, Josh, Jeff, James, Karen, and Rumdad on Twitter. Some people, I don't know their first names. Happy Gilmore. We don't need to say here, if, if you've listened to us before, how much we love that movie. That's another movie I hope they don't do a sequel to or, or remake. So I think they they can't top it. I agree, but I also think that if they made a sequel, it would be like happy on the senior tour. Like think about how much shit he could cause on the senior tour. Think about how much shit though Adam Sandler movies have been in the last like ten years. He doesn't have it anymore. Uh, unless I, he but, does something like uncut gems. So hey, we all like Happy Gilmore. Here's another great one. Clay, another Dustin, Chef Phil who is not in any adult movies. And Jlar on Twitter said, Cool Runnings. Which I even remember the first time I saw that when I was young, and it was still like Senka, one of the best characters of all time. Well, on, on John Candy too. I mean, that guy's a hero. Now, again, flipping, uh, not so inspirational, but another great movie. Kristen said The Longest Yard, which is Adam Sandler. That was still a good Adam Sandler movie. I think that was right before he got terrible. Well, is she talking about the Adam Sandler one or the original yeah. one? So she said the the longest yard, the newer one, and Graham said the original longest yard. Which, if you watch them, they are two very different mm-hmm. type of movies and different type of humor. But I thought the the longest yard, the remake, was actually pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's it's pretty comical and a lot of big actors in it too. Yeah, a lot of wrestlers, which was was fun. Uh, Chrissy and Sassy on Twitter uh, said Talladega Nights. There's a lot of uh, great lessons in that movie too. If you ain't first, you're last. And then what's the line about the cougar? Like if you you gotta drive with the fear. If you can't drive with a cougar in your car, don't drive. I, I don't know what the line I is. Think, but no, I think that I think you nailed it. Uh, Travis, Paul, Liesel, and our best on Twitter said Hoosiers, which I don't know if any of you have seen that one. It's basically like Coach Carter, but 20 years before with uh, with Gene Hackman. That's probably the best way to describe it. Another underdog basketball. Yeah. They, what were they? Indi- Indiana? Indiana Hoosiers? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Just a college basketball movie. 
Janice, Terry, Leanne, and Nicole all said the blind side, which I liked a lot, but I don't know if that's even like top 10 for me, to be honest. Was that one based on a true story? Yeah. yeah. Like, so I think that made it that much better of a movie, yeah. to be honest. Guys, come on. Sandra Bullock made it that good. Well, my guy, Tim McGraw. Ah, uh, Sandra. Yeah. Oh, Tim. Mm. Michael Sam. That's, that's his name, right? No. Michael, Michael Orr. Michael Orr. So I heard I heard after that came out, like at years after it came out, he was kind of... Stuff came out where he wasn't happy about how he was portrayed in that movie, which I mean, that's just Hollywood for yeah, you. They're so always, he was in the NFL by the time it came mm-hmm. out. He was playing yeah. for Baltimore. Yeah. So I don't know what parts he was not happy about, but... But no, really good movie. Uh, this is one I actually will say I hate, uh, but hey, if you film it, they will watch. Uh, Mike, Richard, Gerald, Jerry Lynn, Hannah, and Becca. Can anyone guess from my hint? I can. Or did you read my paper? No, I know this movie. Field of Dreams? Yeah. Uh, Guys don't know Field of Dreams? It was a snooze fest. How man. cool How cool was that, though? The recreation of the Field of Dreams yeah. in the MLB. That was yeah. nuts. Uh, James said The Replacements, which, again, I think one of the more underrated comedies, not even just sports movies. But uh, to me, I don't think Keanu can do any wrong. That was a good movie. It's just lighthearted. It's funny. Great movie. Gene Hackman, again, leading a ragtag bunch of nobodies to glory. Uh, Steven said the water boy. Again, just a good, good fun. That was that was uh, right in the middle of Adam Sandler's like heyday of just coming out with great movies. That Vicky Valancourt day. Eh? Oh. But how often you do you say, that ain't no guess, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if this is a really a sports movie, but it's awesome. And I know Dustin loves this movie. Heavyweights is what Jay yeah. Smitty said. Yeah. That's the one with Ben, ben Stiller, right? Yeah. 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 And the kids all hide in their candies. And I think there. Keenan Thompson's in that yeah. one too. Yeah. And Goldberg is Goldberg's in it. Goldberg's yeah. in it. Yeah. I wanted to go to that camp. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> still have a couple more Kubies. You can <laughs> go. Uh, this is my childhood wrapped up here. Michelle, Gemma, and Brie all said The Sandlot. That's probably one of my favorite movies overall to be honest but even uh sports movie i i mean you you can't beat it and oh wendy peppercorn uh what a great move that guy pulled at the swimming pool that day (laughs) yeah i dare you to do that in 2022 (laughs) oh you're killing me smalls uh ash man there are a lot of good sports movies my lord ashlyn said varsity blues 10 a fucking 10 Puke and rally. Um, they see the teacher's boobs in that one. Yeah. Whoa. Another, wow, I got a lot of movies to watch before I go on the internet. <laughs> Andrea, I don't know if this is a joke or not, but Andrea said Air Bud, which is one of the most realistic sports movies I've ever seen. Isn't there like, there's like there's 20 different Air Buds? There's a bunch of them, yeah. And they all get more ridiculous. But that would be the, the original. The original, yeah. And, uh, whoa, here, Joseph Gordon-Levitt in his heyday. Kayleen said angels in the outfield. Yeah. <laughs> For described audio, Kevin is doing the, the wave and right so now. And so is Bryce. Right. <laughs> I believe. I believe. That actually, that was such an awesome movie. And poor JP just, like he was kind of a pouty patty too sometimes, but he had a rough go and it was nice to see at the end, you know, what worked a, out for everyone. What a great ending, hey? That that movie got you right in the feels. Uh, that one and same with, the, no one said it, but the end of Like Mike too, like spoiler alert, but when he adopts both of them, him and the, you know, the little nerd with glasses from Jerry Maguire, is pretty uplifting. Here, uh, this might be someone else's favorite here too. It's, I can't believe only one person, Brittany, said Friday Night Lights. Now See, the I, movie. Yeah, I like the show better to be honest. Oh, I think they're both so good. 
I just, I don't know. I just really, I thought the movie just, it kind of opens your eyes a bit to not only high school football, but obviously in Texas and, and what a big deal it is there. And lastly, different Ted, but one of our, one of our winners, Ted, Cam and Jason said, not my favorite, but what I do think is the best sports movie of all time is Bull Durham. And Andrew, Andrew, I'm guessing you haven't seen that one by the puzzled look. On I haven't face. seen three quarters, probably more than oh, three wow. quarters of these movies. Well, stop hanging out in other people's houses and watch too much. movies. Too much work, not enough movie watching. I'll change it, uh, that immediately. Have any of you seen Bull Durham? Kevin Costner and uh, Tim Robbins, Susan Sarandon? I think I've only just seen clips of it. You put it on your list. It is like, it's like minor league baseball. Uh, and I don't know, especially you, Dustin, because you rode the bus for so many years playing junior hockey and that. Just all the interactions and stuff. It's just such a good encapsulation. It just captures what minor league baseball would be like and it's witty and i think like i'm a hit and miss kevin costner guy i think he does two bad movies for every one good one but uh, i highly suggest that one so that's the list and i cannot believe no one said my favorite movie that when i had COVID, i watched all 74 of them but nobody said rocky i agree with everyone else you think though like one other person would be their favorite movie because like why Kevin like goons so much like Rocky is it's a love story and then he any spoiler alert but he loses at the end which I think is like you know for back in the 70s like you know it's always the comeback he somehow wins at the end and I think I'm not going to talk about how bad they got down the road and they got to Rocky 4 and 5 but I think if I'm going to be a movie snob for a second Rocky is like almost like a perfect movie in the way they they portray Sylvester Stallone is this kind of nobody trying to make it not a smart guy falls in love I, I know I'm not going to convince you but I'm just I'm a little upset Monday Cav you like are you Rocky fans I'm not a Rocky fan I've seen them they're they're okay <laughs> and then like the the two the Apollo movie the first one too was pretty incredible but I think Rocky Four is probably my favorite yeah see, I, Ivan Drago watch just the first Rocky and then Rocky Four and you you can't believe they're the same film franchise I will crush you Ivan Drago's back in in Creed too but uh, yeah that that's my favorite I'll get off my soapbox what's now. what's your favorite Walshy Little Giants <clears throat> I don't know if it's my favorite um, <laughs> but that was really the one I was thinking of that hasn't been seen you know Dustin's been thinking about yeah. that joke yeah, I know. for like the last ten minutes because I'm little and he's like oh he's not going to agree to this but no truly that's the one I was just well, thinking of, of talking about so a lot of good movies on the list um, yeah honestly I think Little Giants is probably one of the best ones that's not on the list I forgot about that I mean Icebox yeah like it, female empowerment she drives a kick-ass go-kart in the movie good at football yeah and uh, oh my goodness Ed, uh, Ed O'Neill you right. know back in the heyday um, Rick Moranis yeah Rick Moranis I mean it's just a great great movie is Dreamboat Devin Sawa in that one? Too? Yeah, Is he's that? the quarterback. Yeah. I have two that aren't on the list. And I mean, I didn't realize that there was this many good sports movies, like Walsh said, but Hardball. Yeah. G-Baby? Oh, yeah. God. Don't, bring, don't bring back those memories. Man, it, I mean, movie uh, makes you cry the, it was time. It was like, I don't even know if it's that good of a movie, but the amount of times I watched it and the amount of times I like got emotional watching it, I don't even want to talk about it. It's, it's a good movie. It is that good of a movie. Is like, it that it good? Actually, I think it really is. Yeah. There's one of my favorites. And then my other favorite, and this one is not a good movie, but I watch it a ton. Freddie Prince, Summer oh, Catch. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that is a terrible movie, but I'm with you. Like it's a that's a. I watched it a lot when I was younger, which well, Jessica is weird. Beale in it. Though. Yeah, she was my favorite for yeah. a long time. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know which one's my favorite, but just some I watched growing up. Uh, the Big Green. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, that one's been, it's been ages since I've seen that one. Would you cover yourself in Cheetos and lay in a field and let the seagulls just come at you like they do in that movie? Well, not until it gets warmer out, but yeah, I'd probably not do it. right now. <laughs> just if the chance ever came about. No, I, I, honestly speaking, no, I would not. Okay. That's, yeah. Thanks for your honesty. Uh, another movie I was thinking of is uh, Rookie of the Year. You yes, know when that kid yeah. gets his arm broken and then he can throw like 110 miles an hour? Yeah. Yeah. That, so that's... Oh, yeah. I... That's a good movie. Own that on DVD. That's I a, think I bought it as an adult. Yeah. And then um, another one that's uh, not really my sport, but like uh, it's an MMA movie, movie called Warrior. It's it's not like a comedy or anything. It's just like a, I thought, thought it was just a really well acted, really good drama. And it's got a good story behind Tom it. Hardy, so, Tom the Hardy. The UFC one. Yeah, yeah, that is. And Joel Ed- Edgerton. Yeah. 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 And I think that... The soundtrack in that movie is pretty good too. Yeah. So yeah, those are my yeah. three. That no, no other list. like fighting movies though. Like no one said Raging Bull. A little bit older, older one too there. But like Martin Scorsese, still probably his best movie ever. Andrew, what about you? For like the five five sports movies you've maybe seen, apparently. I had no idea uh, that I was missing out on so much. Um, Slapshot. I grew up a goalie, so like that scene in Slapshot with Denis Lemieux when they're. <laughs> the last penalty and he's like no no never never it's just some dumb english pig with no brain at all yeah <laughs> that's a pretty good french accent what does he say he goes oh you go to the pelly box for two minutes and you feel shame and then you get free and you, get <laughs> and you feel shame and then you get free when you when you mentioned the n- another hockey movie i thought you were gonna say mvp most malleable primate <laughs> most malleable primate <laughs> Most valuable primate. I'll give you two bucks if you can tell me what malleable means. A monkey that's valuable. (laughs) This got you there. Okay. I can't. uh, I'll give you a dollar for that. Oh, you know what other hockey movie I just thought of? Mystery Alaska. Oh. How do we miss that one? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, hey, I got one more. Uh, Not a hockey movie. Um, But it wasn't said Taking Back Sunday. No. no. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> a band. That's what you listened to when you had a bad day. That's what I was listening 11. to on the way here. Uh, any given any Sunday. Given you know Sunday. what? Actually, yeah, it might have been true. said, and it was just, there. Uh, there's so many more that I didn't even put on because we, there's so, so many. Yeah, anyone who didn't say Rocky, unfortunately, you're wrong. But uh, thank you, everyone, for all the answers. And uh, hopefully, we get that kind of uh, engagement every time. Again, might might not be able to take everyone's answers, but uh, thank you again. That was Deer Call. And, and that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, now we're, we're just about done. Again, that was a bit longer Deer Call, but a fun one. Hopefully, people have some movies on their list to either watch or rewatch. So we're going to go into round two of the Oh Dear Showdown. I believe Walsh has three points, Dustin has two, and London and I have one. So uh, we're going to bring Bryce back and we're going to go into the Oh Dear Showdown. The Oh Dear Showdown is brought to you by Alberta European Motor Works and Alberta Asian Motor Works. Family owned and operated in Red Deer for over 15 years. Offering full service for all makes and models. And mention you heard Mike on the Oh Dear podcast for 10% off your next service. Learn more at aemw.com and aamwrd.com and follow them on social media. All right. So we've got, got Bryce back here. And uh, you know what? London and I were very jealous when you guys got to play Meal or No Meal. So we're going to play it again. The Hung Yuk edition of Meal or No Meal. So it's pretty easy. Bryce is going to name a Ukrainian 
or Hungarian dish, like both? I think we're going to be doing just kind of Ukrainian today. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I don't I I know that way more than my Hungarian food. So Yeah. Uh and then we're just going to say meal or no meal. You've got uh what 10 of them there? Somewhat, and yeah. Then, and then 10 and then some tiebreakers. So Absolutely, we'll the there we go, and, yeah. And see uh, if we don't have a clear-cut winner, then we'll go into the tiebreakers. And again, first place, three points, two points, one point, zero points. So, Bryce, with that, take us into Ukrainian meal or no meal. All right, first one, Naleshnike. Gesundheit. <laughs> meal. No meal. All right, it's our cottage cheese-filled crepes with dill. <laughs> oh, it is a meal. Is a meal uh, that we serve. One point each for for Walsh and Dustin. All right, second one, Pasca. No, no meal. meal. Oh, it's sweet. It's uh basically Easter bread, gentlemen. Oh, you, you really? St- we all stood there looking <laughs> at it, and you told us that in the in the cooler. Yeah, you told me that was baka, babka, yeah, babka. But, but Pasca. That's probably another question. No, no, we're good. Okay. <laughs> but, no pa- points there. No, Everyone uh, was wrong. All right. Shows how much we listened to what I you I thought he was that. trying to trick us. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> Like it was pasta, but. That's what Lund yeah. is going. Yeah. All right. It sounds super Here comes pasta. number three. Tehel. Tadpole? Like a fish? <laughs> That's a frog. <laughs> yeah. Dif- different yeah, area. It's a baby yeah. frog. No meal. It means shut up in Ukrainian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Dustin's taking the lead. Two, one, one, one. All right, here's number four. Kucha. Meal. It's wheat. So, so is that a meal? It's, it's a meal. It's food here. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Huge lead. Oh All right. Three, two, one. one, one. Oh, boy. Here we have one on the, basically a free free space on the bingo card here. <laughs> Baba. <laughs> no meal. That's grandmother in Ukrainian. No. no. How do you not know Baba? <laughs> I thought it was like a, well, shit. Yeah. So we got, what, four, three, two, one. All right, here, number six. Pompushke. Meal. Meal. Lundy, you're doing so good over there. That's uh, that's like a, it's a prune bun or like a poppy seed bun. <laughs> so it is what we serve here. <laughs> he thought he was serious. <laughs> oh. <laughs> good job, little buddy. Oh. So five, four, three, one. Okay. It's rough. Okay, number seven here. We got Cossack. No meal. It's basically, it means like brave man. Yeah. So, that's, so that's what kind of what Mitro, he looks kind of like a Cossack, right? Oh. Yeah, he does. Anyone would look that brave with that much saw on their pants. <laughs> Did you get that one? I got that one, yeah. So six, four, four, two. All right, we got number eight here. Vereniki. No meal. That would be pierogi in Ukrainian, gentlemen. Oh. It's literally the first thing on the menu here. Really? Yeah. Oh, I should have looked at the oh, menu. Oh, wow, wow. I thought pierogi was pierogi. Six, five, five, two. So, I mean, oh, just no. play for good sportsmanship yeah. now, Lundy. But. All right. Uh, number nine here, we have holopchi. No, no meal. That would be cabbage rolls. Yeah. Oh, no. So, six, five, six, three. Question 10, Dusty. All right. Is this the last one? I got 13 unless, total if we need, but oh, here's, not, yeah. here's number 10. Well, this is the last one unless... For, all right. Dusty number 10 here. Duja Dobra. No, no meal. meal. It uh, means very good in Ukrainian. <laughs> yeah. Tizy steady. All right. So Walsh takes third. Lund takes fourth. We're going into tiebreaker. Just We're going to just go sudden death, Dusty. Yeah. Tuck Mayabuta. No meal. meal. It is no meal. Oh. Yeah, baby. 
It means it is what it is. <laughs> hey, well, talk Mabuti. My abuta. Talk my abuta. Yeah, that. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Dustin, it's two no meal or two meal or no meal wins in a row. Yeah, that's not surprising one bit. But uh, thank you, Bryce, for doing that again. That was a, that's a fun one. We learned some stuff. Uh, we learned how much we don't listen because you you said almost all of those. It was up on the menu. Yeah, most I, of the time I, it was we a good here. experiment for me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for goulash. I was going to know that yeah. one. Yeah. So, Dustin, you've got a total of five points. Right, Walsh is at four. I would be at three, and Lund is still at one. So that was round two of the Odeer Showdown. Good job, Ryan. Yeah, Lund, you nailed that. I'm not uh, fluent in Ukrainian. You will be now. So does Baba mean grandma? That's correct, sir. And Guido is grandfather. So Bryce, thank you again. You know, as we wrap up, we'll we'll let you get get back to. Uh, I'm sure that you're not usually working at 11 o'clock on a Monday night. But thanks a lot for having us here. Uh, for doing the full episode here, it actually was a lot of fun to be here. A cool experience. It's not every episode you get to have a Kubi right in the middle, so that was fun too. So uh, with that, guys, kind of throw to your last thoughts. Yeah, huge thanks to Bryce and his his new uh, venture here with Hung Yuk. I uh, got to do a little bit of sucking up because I think this uh, episode is going to be coming out right around my wife's birthday. So happy birthday uh, to Ash and happy birthday to Kevin's little girl who's the day after Ash or the day before. I can't remember. Why, why don't you let him say happy birthday to his kids Because I just first. sucked up to him. I hope my kids aren't listening to this. <laughs> no one is. <laughs> No, looking forward to bringing home some pierogies and uh, that. Hey, you had your time. All right, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Kev. Yeah, I'm just happy to be here, Ryan. Uh, no, great episode, guys. Lots of fun. Uh, great food. Great place you got here, Bryce. So, uh, looking forward to coming back. Yeah, awesome, uh, awesome job, Bryce. For those of you who have not tried a Ukrainian poutine, it is to die for. Probably best poutine I've I've had in a long while. So. Uh, that'd be my recommendation if you're if you're gonna come check out Hung Yuk and uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, help help you out with that pierogi eating contest in in a few months. Absolutely, that'd be amazing. All right, so with that, one last thank you to Bryce Prasanka and our episode sponsor Hung Yuk. Come check it out up in up in Timberlands. Maybe see me in Lund here. We're uh, we're right by here too. Uh, great place. So thank you again. Thank you as always to our presenting sponsor Bose Bar and Stage. Uh, and the usual stuff, if you not already, follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, subscribe on YouTube. You can see great stuff like Dustin screaming the Lion King theme song at you in a different language. Uh, and leave a good review. Or, you know what, leave a review. Even if you don't like it, we want to hear from you. We don't want to just say leave a good one because we're not the boss of you. So with that, again, thank you for tuning in for another episode. Uh, it was a great one. Thank you, guys. So on behalf of Andrew Russell, Dustin Moore, Kevin Walsh, Ryan Lund, I'm Ted Emmett, and we'll see you next time. That wasn't a very witty ending. Good enough for me. <laughs>